So when you are posting, you want to think, how can I get people to leave comments? Comments are currency on social media. Hi, I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and that was Samantha Russell, Chief Evangelist with 20 Over 10, a digital marketing platform for financial professionals. Russell's practical yet insightful digital marketing tips and techniques have helped thousands of financial professionals experience significant growth. And Lord knows, when it comes to digital marketing, they certainly need the help. Russell joins us to discuss what advisors can do better, new and cool technology, and the latest ideas in social media marketing. Samantha, I'd like to begin by asking about the obvious mistakes financial advisors make something that might drive you crazy because it's a relatively simple fix. Yes, that's such a good question. So I think the the number one thing that drives me crazy is people on their website neglect to get really specific with the specific problem that they solve for what specific group of people. So it seems like such a no-brainer thing, but I cannot tell you how many websites that I land on, I've obviously looked at thousands of them, that will just say something really generic, like providing financial advice since 1920, right? It doesn't tell us who who do you provide the advice for, what kinds of advice, what kinds of people benefit from your service. And so, you know, with consumers today, looking and examining at multiple different options, usually, you know, you might get a list of names or a couple different people you're going to check out. If, for instance, you are a small business owner and you're trying to set up a 401k plan for your employees and you land on one site that has that generic statement versus another one and it says something really, really super specific like we help small businesses create 401k plans to both attract and retain employees, that's going to be the business that you want to have that initial conversation with. So that's definitely the biggest mistake. Understood. What is the mere exposure effect and why should advisors be aware of the term? So the mere exposure effect actually comes to us from psychology. And what it means is um, it's really a phenomenon that we as humans all experience, which if you think of like if you've ever been listening to the radio and you hear a song and the first time you hear it, you don't really care for it, but then you hear it again and again and you start to actually like it and find yourself singing it. That's the mere exposure effect at work. So what it what this principle teaches us is that just by merely being exposed to something more and more, we tend to like it more. So just seeing something over and over again makes us um, report back that we we find it more favorable. So we can use this to our benefit in marketing by having our you know the face of our business, our logo, our content show up and drip on people over and over again. Understood. You're talking to a guy here who never took a psych class in college. So it was a term that kind of struck me, but it's just really repetition, right? Yes, absolutely. And this is one of the reasons why I'm really bullish about video. I've seen the power of it work for people over and over again when people really connect with other human being faces. I mean, there's been so many studies about babies and how we can remember from the time we're really little infants, people's faces and human beings just have this knack for remembering faces over anything else. And so when you can get somebody from your firm on video, doesn't have to be anything fancy, or even recording with an iPhone, and drop that into your social media feed or put that on your website with a welcome video, it goes such a long way to make that connection. And when people see that face over and over again, the mere exposure effect uh, is at work. We often joke that the financial services industry is overwhelmingly male, pale, and stale. Uh, What marketing techniques work particularly well for female advisors in a male-dominated profession like ours? So I think the first thing that 
female advisors should do is recognize that it's actually a benefit for them. There are so many people out there that are looking for a firm that has female advisors either on staff or running the firm because they are more comfortable, you know, as as a woman, if they run the finances at their home, if they're a professional woman and they just feel more comfortable with that. Um, and so, you know, not hiding behind it, but really making it front and center in your marketing, you know, including all of the people on your staff and your team photos. We've also seen a lot of people embrace it, you know, wholeheartedly and really target other women in their marketing. So even the colors that they use on their website being softer, the language that they use, um, you know, just be catering to that female niche, it actually can be a huge, huge benefit rather than something, you know, you need to think like, how do I um, market around this? It should be something that you can make front and center. I know so many people, um, advisory firms we've worked with who target specifically the fact that they have like an all-female staff or are owned by a woman because people are looking for that. Understood. Now, I got to put you on blast a little bit here because you said that uh, the female niche, are, are women a niche? Well, I think that there are so many women that are have had experiences where, to your point, they went out trying to work with an advisor or looking for an advisor and they sat across the table from somebody and the person they were talking to only talked to their husband. <laughs> and so, you know, while I, I wouldn't say that they alone um, constitute a niche, what I mean by that is that there are a lot of women out there that are looking for other women advisors to work with or firms that, you know, specialize more in including um, both members of the household in the conversation. And a lot of firms are becoming, you know, a lot more hip to this, but I would say there was a r report done not that long ago that came out just about the amount of wealth that women control in this country now, just even compared to 20 years ago. And there is so much wealth that is in the hands and in control of women. And so marketing to that is a really smart idea. What marketing technology or techniques are you currently most enthusiastic about? So I mentioned video is a big one. Um, I believe every single business should have a YouTube channel. People don't realize that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world after Google. And so just by having your videos up there, labeling them and titling them well with the keywords that you know you would want people to find them for, you can be found by a whole new audience, very different than other social media platforms where you really already have to be connected to people for them to see your content or pay as an ad, right? So YouTube has such great um, organic search traffic. So that's definitely one that I think a lot of people have not embraced yet. And it's it's so powerful, again, just to the point that I made earlier about that getting that face and that um, recognition over and over again. Another thing that a lot of people don't do well that I find it's just so effective is um, actually email marketing. So, you know, so many people get inundated with emails and they, you know, just immediately unsubscribe. They don't want to read them. But if you do email really well, what we find is that it's the number one tactic that will convert leads for people before social media. Um, you know, before ads, before anything else, it is the number one tactic. And that's just because you can be sending people relevant content specific to their interests over time when they're not yet ready to, to make that pull the trigger and actually buy or become a client. And then once they are, you're going to stay top of mind. So there's a lot of different strategies you can do with email. The first is make your emails not boring. <laughs> Nobody, you know, the quickest way to get someone to unsubscribe is to not make it relevant to them. 
But, you know, if you have, whether it's content you wrote, or maybe it's an article you read in the Wall Street Journal, you know, if you find really relevant, interesting content for your specific audience, and you can send it to them once a month in a newsletter style format, it really, really works. Is there anything new and different with social media marketing or just simply consistency with posting really most count? Yeah, that's a great question. There's always new things with social media because all of the algorithms are constantly being updated to keep their uh, users on their platform as long as possible, right? If, if Facebook keeps me there 10 minutes longer, that's 10 more minutes that they can tell all of their, um, you know, the companies that they that buy ads from them that the average user is there. And so what we found is that what's called native content is really being prioritized. So what I mean by that is if I have an article that I just wrote and I want to share it and it links back to my blog, that's not native. It's taking people off of Facebook or off of LinkedIn or off of Twitter to my blog. But if I take some of the most important stats, I take an image and I post it to the platform. And so I just sort of have some stats for my article. I have an image. And then I give the big takeaway without linking back to my blog. So I'm just sharing some of the information natively. That's native content. People can get the gist of everything right there in the app without clicking away. All of the social media platforms are prioritizing native content over click-off content. So one of the things we teach people is every time you post, and yes, consistency is important, you want to post for platforms like Facebook or LinkedIn at least five times a week. But for every only every like third or fourth post should be a link out post. The others should all be native, keeping people on the platform. And the other big thing that these platforms are all really prioritizing is conversation starters. So again, they want to keep people engaged. So when you are posting, you want to think, how can I get people to leave comments? Comments are currency on social media. And so you want to ask a question. You want to tag people and say, what do you think about this, John, or whatever, um, and ask them to leave a comment below. And the faster you get comments on your post from the time it first goes up, the more the algorithm will say, this is a conversation starter that's keeping people on our platform. We want to show it to more people in the feed. So comments are huge. And one last tip that I suggest on the comment stream is for every day, for every one thing you post, you should be commenting on five other people's posts. So every morning when I wake up, I go into every feed of platform that I'm on and I choose five posts and I leave pretty value-added comments. It's not just like, hey, great post, Tim, but something that adds to the conversation or is thought-provoking. And what happens is now when I go to post my content, Tim's more likely to see it and also to comment on it. So you know, people got the media part down of social media. They're posting media all the time, but most people aren't social. They don't actually go and leave those comments. So that is a really important tip. Comments are currency. I love it. So just bottom line it for us. Are 401k advisors and financial advisors in general uh, doing well with marketing, in your opinion? I would say it's getting better, but certainly we have a long way to go. I think that... Um, one of the things that's really interesting is for the longest time, this industry has just had it all stuck in our craw. Like, you know, we only get new business from referrals. And so why would you go and spend a bunch of money on digital marketing if you feel like all of your business is going to come from referrals anyways? So what I really try to teach people in a lot of the content that I put out or the workshops we host is that... Yes, a lot of business does come from referrals, of course, but the way those referrals happen today has changed. We call it the digital 
referral shift. And basically what it looks like is instead of somebody just asking someone at a barbecue, hey, who should I work with to set up a 401k plan for my employees or who's your financial advisor? They go onto Facebook or they, you know, put a text out to 10 other business owners that they have a little networking group with and they ask there, hey, who should I, whatever. And then people digitally will either drop in a website or a Facebook page and then they click on those links and depending on what they find, that's who they end up booking meetings with. Of course, they're not going to go book meetings with 15 people, but they'll pick like the top three or so based on what they find. So you know, what your digital presence is, is so important for that digital referral shift process. Samantha, what is 20 over 10? And how'd you come up with the name? Yeah. So 20 over 10 is a play on the idea. Um, When we started the company, we exclusively did websites. And so um, if you think of site, like vision versus site website, people think that, you know, in order to have a perfect eyesight, you you get 20-20 vision. But with assistive technologies like LASIK, you can actually get 20-10 vision. And so 20 over 10 is a play on the idea that we want to offer you your perfect site online. Whatever the perception or vision that you have for your business, we're going to help you do it through our technology. But it has expanded now beyond websites? Yes. So um, over the years, we started also adding content marketing help, marketing coaches, uh, social media scheduling tools, email marketing tools, landing pages, um, the ability to do things like integrate with Facebook Pixel for ads, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then just in 2020, November of 2020, um, 20 over 10 was acquired by FMG Suite, who's now our parent company. And um, so, you know, we also have a lot of the benefits of the services and packages that they have there as well. And uh, 20over10.com for more information. Yeah, that's right. Wonderful. Samantha, thank you so much for joining us. That's exactly what we needed. Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me here today. 